Hey, Daylight Church. It's Paul here with a song for you today, and uh, I hope it uh, hope it's an encouragement to you. <clears throat> so here goes. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my thought thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well. My soul, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Should perfect, oh trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood. pray the comfort of your Holy Ghost on each of us, and uh, I pray that you would encourage everyone in daylight and uh, protect them, protect us, and uh, help us to come together soon. And when I think of 
the comfort of the Holy Spirit, really, I think about times just like this, um, where we face things that cause doubt or fear or even unbelief. And there's a blessed assurance that comes. And that's what the comfort of the Holy Ghost really is to me, um, an assurance that we have uh, more than just one thing to hold on to. Um, so not only an assurance of heaven, but, you know, he's, he's, he's looking out for us right here and right now. So God bless you guys and love you. Peace. Hey, Daylighters, it's Becky Lyle. Uh, HL had asked me a couple of few weeks ago if I would speak today. And so I had no idea that it would be here via video into your living room. But welcome to week two of Church in Your Living Room. And uh, so we're continuing on with the series that HL started two weeks ago. And we're looking at the path uh, through Lent and up to and including the crucifixion of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. And so two weeks ago, HL had the path of the penitent and talked about Ash Wednesday and Lent. And then last week, HL talked about the path of the powerful and looked at Palm Sunday. And those are both excellent messages. If you missed them the first time around or just want a refresher, uh, then they are on Vimeo or the Facebook Daylight page. And so today we are dealing with the path of the perceptive and looking at the first three days of Holy Week or the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Holy Week, which is uh, traditionally Holy Week is the name of the week leading up to and including the crucifixion of Jesus. And so I'm calling it the path of the perceptive because so much of what Jesus did really in his entire ministry, but especially in that last week, deals with perception and the idea of perception versus reality. And so I think that kind of brings us to two major questions that we can look at as we read the events and as we consider the events of um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of that week. Which, by the way, I encourage you to go um, look those up in your Bible. Uh, I would start in Matthew 21 and continue on. And then um, you can find those in Mark, Luke, and John as well. So uh, the two big questions, though, that I think we're looking at here are, what is real and who, and who are you really? And then also, how will you receive what's about to happen? Um, so much of what Jesus was saying and doing in those just couple few days right there dealt with perception versus reality and dealt with, hey, things are coming and things are changing and preparation for that. And so that's, um, as we talk about things, that'll be kind of the, the lens that we're looking at is perception versus reality. So I actually want to backtrack real quickly to Palm Sunday because as HL mentioned last week, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and um, it was a big time of celebration and Hosanna and save us and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I think about what the disciples maybe were thinking about or considering during that time walking along beside Jesus. Um, and I'm thinking probably if the song had existed then, they would have been singing, we are the champions. Uh, I'm sure they were feeling pretty good, right? Things are about to get good. Jesus is going to go into Jerusalem. And as we all know, he's going to be crowned king and overthrow the Roman government. And it's going to be a great thing, um, which clearly was not at all what was about to happen. 
And Jesus had given some hints. He had not left them totally in the dark. He'd given some hints that there was going to be suffering and, and things that were going to happen. But they weren't they weren't ready to hear that. That wasn't what they were noticing. And so they weren't perceiving the reality of what was about to happen. They had no idea. Um, they didn't see it coming. And, and they really didn't have any any way then to kind of deal with the immense grief that was coming their way. Um, and so again, Jesus was, was preparing them. And I think, you know, anytime that there is big change in our lives, Jesus is there to prepare us and, and to walk us through. And one of the big things that, that we can ask really at any time is, okay, God, I need help with my perception here. I want to perceive this the way you do. I want to see things the way you do. Um, and as we ask him for help to perceive things correctly, he then um, also can help us to receive things and, and to roll with them and, and to be able to deal with them. Okay, so into the land of what actually happened. So um, on Monday, Jesus goes into the temple in Jerusalem and shuts down down the perception that what's happening in there is okay. People were buying and selling things for the sacrifices, which had become big business. And Jesus shut it down. People were building their own little mini kingdoms almost as it were. And, and Jesus said, no, 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 no. This is, this is my father's house is to be a house of prayer. You all have made it into a den of robbers. And, and really again, perception, versus reality. Um, he, he then does another major perception versus reality thing where he sees a fig tree that has some leaves, but as he goes to look at it and maybe grab a snack, he sees that it has no figs. And he curses the fig tree, which might sound really harsh, but I think what he's doing is calling out this idea of pretending to be one thing but being something else. If the fig tree had had no leaves, no problem. It wasn't the season for figs. If the fig tree had had figs, no problem. Bonus. But the fig tree had leaves saying it was ready or about to be ready, but then it didn't have any figs. And so what can we do? You know, I think with all of these actions and all of these parables that he's about to teach, I think we, we look at those and we say, okay, well, how does that apply to me? Am I putting on a mask that says I'm one thing when really I'm something else? Am I putting on a mask to say I've got it all together when really I'm kind of a mess? I, I know there are times I've just, I'll just tell on myself, you know, there are times when I have a hard time just dealing with other people. And I mean all people because I feel like everyone else has their stuff together and I'm just a big mess. But I had a friend the other day, um, earlier this week, I had a couple of really hard days. I mean, meltdown, breakdown, hard days. And I, I shared a little bit of that with a, with a friend who I've only known for about a year. And she shocked me. She said, I'm so glad you, you shared that. Um, she said, I've always thought of you as someone who has your stuff 125% together. Uh, no, but I generally perceive others as being that way. And so again, just that perception versus reality. Um, I'm, I'm a mess. 
I am a mess inside sometimes. And I am a mess in my life a lot of times. And, but I think probably, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to point fingers, but probably you are too sometimes. And, and so this idea of I'm fine, I'm good. It's all great. Maybe we just be more real with each other. And maybe especially during this current season when everything is so weird and strange anyway, maybe this is a chance for us to just be more real with each other. Um, to to stop with this, let me try to project an image, but just perceive what is real about ourselves and perceive what is real about other people. And maybe mostly perceive what is real about God, which is he is here and he is present and he is ready and willing to speak to us and teach us and show us what is now and what is coming and, and, and who we are. Okay. Um, so then he on Tuesday does a lot of teaching and what do we do here? I can't go through all of the teaching and, and you probably don't want me to, but I want to just kind of bullet point, boom, 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 boom. Some things showing again, it's all zoom out big picture perception versus reality. Hey, something's coming and how are you going to deal with what's coming? And so here we go. Um, a father asked two sons to go do some work. One son said, yep, dad, I'm on it. And then he didn't do it. The other son said, nah, I pass. But then later on changed his mind and did go do the work. And so Jesus says, hey, which one actually did the right thing? And of course, the answer is the one who ended up doing something, not just saying they'll do it, but actually doing it, even though they started out saying, nah, not so much. Again, how do we apply that to, to us and my intentions versus my actions? Um, there was a parable where a landowner had put tenants in charge of his land, and then he, um, he sent some people to go check on the tenants, and the tenants beat the people up and sent them away and said, no, 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 this is kind of, kind of, this is our land now. And finally, the landowner sends his son and says, hey, you know, they'll, they'll be okay to my son. Well, they killed the son, which again is another ding, ding, ding. In hindsight, we can see Jesus is kind of saying, hey, there are tenants that God has kind of put out here to, to take care of his land, his world, the people, all of the things. And yet every time God sends somebody to try and kind of check up on things, uh, the tenants are, are not so cool. And now the tenants are about to kill Jesus, kill the son. Um, there's a parable about a wedding banquet where many were invited but the people who were invited and, and all the cool kids who were invited said no and didn't show up. And so the host of the banquet said, well, then let's invite everybody. And so again, zoom out, big picture, we are the everybody. And so on the one hand, will we accept the invitation we've been given through good times and bad times and easy times and pandemics and whatever? Will we accept the invitation to join with God and be with him? But then the other question is, will we be willing to invite everybody, even those who normally are excluded? Um, and I, I think, honestly, I think Daylight Church does does a, a good job um, as a church for not-so-churchy people of, of looking to see how, how can we reach out to people who normally maybe aren't included in things. Um, but then again, like, I got to look at myself. What am I doing and what am I willing to do? Uh 
So let's see, there is, oh, there is somebody says, hey, so do we, do we pay taxes? Do we, do we, who, and, and what, what do we do? And, and Jesus says, well, who, whose face is on the coin? And, and they say, well, it's Caesar. And he says, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. And, you know, I, I think it's a, listen, just let it go. Just let it go. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's not the important thing. Released to the world what belongs to the world. Um, it, it's, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Um, we're going to be dealing with bigger issues than how much stuff we have or how much stuff we get to keep. And so maybe we just let it go. Um, he talks about the greatest commandment and guess what? It's love, love, love. And then he talks to the Pharisees and points out the sins of the Pharisees and is really harsh on these religious leaders and says, y'all try to look holy, but you act like a bunch of jerks and your hearts are icky and, and says, you all have not been loving people and it's going to get you in really big trouble. Because the religious leaders had focused on the appearance of things. Um, and Jesus brought the focus back to what is, is real and what is internal and what is eternal instead of just this, well, we, you know, we follow the rules and we cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And Jesus says, whoa, you're missing the big picture here. Jesus talked about some things that were going to happen in the future, and some of those things have already happened, and some of those things, if we believe him, they are yet to come. Um, Jesus talks more about being ready. He There's a parable of these ten women who are waiting for a wedding, and five were ready and five weren't, and the five who weren't ready weren't allowed to attend. Um there is a, a parable of, of talents where, um, talents being a, a type of money and, and this, this person, uh, gives out these, these talents. I think it was a King. And he, and he says, here, you, you take charge of this amount of money and you take charge of this amount of money and you take charge of this amount of money while I'm gone. And two of the three were, were productive with it and, and created more. And one person didn't. And they, they just, they kind of sat on it. They buried it. They, they didn't, they didn't deal with what they'd been given and, and they didn't. Um, and that person was, was punished for that, um, because they didn't deal with what they had. They didn't, um, they didn't in, invest or use wisely or utilize the resources. Um, and, and so they kind of, they started with a little and they kind of ended with nothing. Um, and, and so again, we, we have, we have stuff, but we also have internal things. And, and, and so what do we do with that? And again, I just, I think about in a season like this, what are we doing to love people? What are we doing to, to, because the biggest currency here really is, is love and and what are we doing with that? Um, and so, okay, so I'm really running low on time here. Uh, I, I do want to point out. I think I already mentioned that on Wednesday, kind of nothing really happened. It was it was um, ambush Wednesday, the day that that Judas was was kind of plotting to betray Jesus. Um, so I think then then there's more go go read through Matthew Mark Luke John read read through the few little chapters that deal with this week but i think again big chip big picture 
when things are coming, will you cower in fear or, or, or will we ignore the invitation or will we treat others with scorn or will we sit on our resources or will we be lazy with our time or will we ignore the needs of those around us or will we step out in trust and accept the invitation and treat others as sons and daughters of, of a king and, and as messengers of a king? And will we share and develop our resources? And will we use our time for service and study and worship and rest? Will we use some of this time for rest? And will we reach out and meet the needs of those around us um, six feet away? And so whether it's a strange time that we're in now or whether it's normal times, you know, how will we receive what's happening? And can we see the gift and can we see the bigger picture? And can we look to see what God is doing in, in the midst of what looks like a mess? And so during this time, I think we, we can store up and survive and self-protect and position ourselves and post our views about everything everywhere. Um, or we can be perceptive and, and prayerful and, and contemplate and consider what is happening and, and ask God for his perspective. Because he's doing something during this time, during every time and during every season. And so maybe, maybe our heart posturing right now just needs to be, hey, God, I want to perceive what's real. I want to see things the way they really are. I want to be real. I want to be real and I want to see what's real around me. Um, I want to keep my antenna up. I, I, I want to hear what he's teaching. I want to see God in everything. God bless you all. I love you. I miss you. I cannot wait for us to all be together again. Peace.